Hey, Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger podcast. I know there was a pause in there, but we're going to talk about that in just a minute. This week, we're talking to Chrissy Monroe. She's the director of Kobo Writing Life. We're going to talk about Kobo and a whole bunch of other stuff, so stick around. This episode of the Word Slinger podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. I am so glad you're here. You're probably so glad I'm here after uh, after a break of several weeks with no explanation. I know, man. I'm really sorry. Um, I, I, here's what here's what's been going on. <laughs> a few things. Uh, so first of all, I had a couple of really big technical glitches happen all at the same time. I say a couple. I actually mean several. I had. Uh, uh, well, let's just let's just run down the list. I had a, uh, a server go down, uh, a brand new server that I had just migrated over to. Um, so my site was down, hosting was down, everything was down. Uh, some glitch has happened with a couple of episodes. I cannot, no matter what I do, I've even tried deleting them and re-uploading them. Um, and there's a couple episodes that just simply will not load and play on uh, certain services, including... Um, iTunes, the uh, the Apple Podcast app, um, and I'm really I'm really hoping that is not the case with this episode because that blows. Um, so there was that. <clears throat> I had um, you know my site was down. I had email was down. I had um, everything everything just imploded, and it all happened. And ex- I mean, to the minute when I was leaving to go to conferences for uh for like a month so <clears throat> there's been that um and there's been some other challenges uh i'm gonna level with you i i the word slinger podcast is a lot of work and it's a lot of time um and i don't always see a direct benefit from it so sometimes it gets a little discouraging and i, I you know i've i've been kicking around the idea of uh closing the show down i i won't kid you uh and it, you know i get Anytime I think about that, I get emails, phone calls, uh, I get all kinds of people popping in to tell me, please don't shut it down. <laughs> we, we, we love the show. We love, you know, the positive messages, uh, the, the people that, you know, the guests. Um, and so that makes it tough to walk away. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> it makes it really tough to, to turn my back on the audience. Um, but I, I don't know. I am... I have been thinking quite a bit about phasing things out. Uh, it is just becoming more and more difficult lately to do this. And I've also been thinking about <clears throat> shifting my focus back to um, just things that are purely about my fiction. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got several several novels. Uh, just I got a couple of novels sitting here that need to be polished, that need to be um, edited. Uh, I have a... Uh, I have one in particular that I need to get, I really need to get to and get polished and ready 
because this one, unlike unlike my other novels, um, I'm not going to publish immediately. I'm actually um, <clears throat> I had pitched quite a while back, a couple of years ago, uh, to an agent an idea um, because. Like a lot of authors, you know, the traditional publishing side isn't something that I just never wanted to have part of. I, I grew up wanting to publish uh, with traditional publishers. So I thought, you know, what the heck? It's a bucket list kind of thing. I've got a nice little career brewing. Um, I, can, uh, I can afford to take a chance with a book or series on a traditional contract. So uh, we'll see. Now... Here's the thing, uh, just because I'm willing to try that doesn't mean I'm willing to just, uh, we'll say bend over, metaphorically. <laughs> like, I'm not just going to take whatever contract uh, someone wants to throw at me and and uh, and just let them run over me or anything. I, I, I'm much more savvy about the industry than I was the last time I had a contract. I'm, I know a lot more about uh, publishing in general, about marketing, about um, how to build and maintain an audience, a platform. Um, so <clears throat> I think, I think there's a much better opportunity, uh, this go around. So we'll see. And if things don't line up the way I really want them to, um, no harm, no foul. I can, I can move on unless, unless I've signed something that gives them the rights to a book. Uh, I can always take that book and go self-publish it. So I figure it's not wasted time. Um, so that's, you know, that's some of what's going on. Sorry about the noise. Here's some noise for you. Hear that? <laughs> I'm adjusting my microphone if, you, uh, if you're if you not watching on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> so this week I'm talking. Oh, let, let, let me back up just a second. I, I am talking to um, Chrissy Monroe this week. She's the director of Kobo Writing Life. Um, if you don't know what Kobo is, here's the rundown. Kobo is a free self-publishing service. It's a lot like draft digital but it is its own entity. It's, it's one of draft digitals um, sales channels. So if you sign up with draft digital you can actually distribute your books to Kobo or you could go directly to Kobo through Kobo Writing Life and, uh, and publish your work direct. Um, there are a lot of advantages to doing that and there's no, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that uh, per se. I like keeping everything in one place. So, you know, draft to digital is always the best answer for me um, as far as publishing and managing my, my catalog. Because <clears throat> I, I don't like dealing with multiple sales channels. I, I, I'm kind of getting to a point where I don't particularly care about going direct to Amazon. I'm going direct to Amazon. I've got some books that are actually in KU. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. Um, I'm going to be phasing those out over time as I build up a nice momentum with them. Um, you know, it's hard to walk away from KU money. <laughs> we'll all admit uh, pretty freely, but you know, um, I like having I like I like everything to be manageable from one nice dashboard, which is why I go with uh, with Draft to Digital. But all that said, Kobo has a fantastic reputation. It's a very easy. Uh, ecosystem. It's a it's a fantastic platform, uh, and now that they have this deal with Walmart, where they're distributing to Walmart.com and even into Walmart brick and mortar stores, you know Kobo is um, and they're hot right now. They're hot. We're we're very happy to be able to distribute to them uh, from Draft Digital. But even if you decide to go direct with Kobo, I can't I can't say 
enough good things, and I can't say any bad things about Kobo. They're a fantastic company. We've always loved them. If you've listened to the show for a while, you heard Mark Lefave on the show. Uh, Chris Chrissy has uh, more more or less taken Mark's place at the company, uh, taken on the role that he was occupying there. So <clears throat> this is going to be a great interview. You're going to like this a lot. We'll get into that in a second, um, but I did want to throw one more thing at you. Hold on. I'm going to pause. Hold on. Ooh, my throat was starting to close up there. Um, I was going to throw one more thing at you, and then it just went right out of my head with that cough. <laughs> oh, well. Let's let's get on. To, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Uh, I, I'm i experimenting again with the format of the show. Um, those of you who like the news segment, I I have to apologize. I'm, I'm not going to do a news, news segment today. I may do a nudes segment today, uh, but I'm not going to do a news segment uh, for this episode. And if you're a big fan of that or something, uh, I really apologize. Uh, it's just, I'm trying to streamline, um, you know, make it as easy as possible. I'm an easy sort of guy. Like Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, at any rate, I'll, uh, I'll go on uh, about more stuff at the end of this uh, episode, but Let's, uh, we're nearly 10 minutes in. Let's go ahead, jump right into this interview with Chrissy Monroe. And, uh, I hope you get a lot out of it. I love Chrissy and I was on the Kobo Writing Life podcast, which you'll be able to find a link to in the show notes of this episode. So, uh, make sure you check that out. That was a good episode. So make sure you check that out. And without further ado, let's hop on in and let's have a great chat with Chrissy Monroe from Kobo Writing Life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, now, today, I'm talking to a titan of industry, uh, which is an in-joke that we may cover later. But I'm talking to Chrissy Monroe. She's the director of Kobo Writing Life. She's in the fancy, fancy Kobo Writing Life uh, recording booth, actually, That's making right. me feel kind of inadequate, Chrissy. <laughs> sorry, but uh, <laughs> not that sorry. <laughs> not that sorry. It's a good-looking booth. Yeah. 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 I used to have one, very similar to that, but... Uh, uh, you know, we, we sold our house and, uh, I got lots of excuses. Um, so, uh, how's everything going by the way? You've been uh, out conferencing. Yep. Just like the rest of those Titans. I've been out there on the road, but it's awesome. That's one of my favorite parts of this job. Yeah, um, I know. Being out in the field and talking to authors one-on-one. -on -one, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, now you are, I was going to introduce you as the one, the only, the incomparable Chrissy Monroe. And I didn't do that. I should have. Uh, <laughs> it's never too late. It's never, too late. it's never too late. Let's just tack that on there. Um, okay. now you, you, you took, you recently took over and I say recently, it's been a while now, but you took over, um, some duties that were previously held by Mark Lefebvre, right? Correct. And, uh, I don't know what all those are. I, I, I never fully knew the split that you guys had when it, when it came to things, uh, all, all things Kobo writing life. So you want to. Yeah. That was part of the the magic, the illusion. I uh, can't reveal my tricks, but no. Mark and I always very much balanced responsibilities so that we could cover for each other. Um, mm -hmm. And that was really the best possible learning experience for me as I kind of came up under him. Uh, but we've worked together for five years. I started as the U.S. manager, so that was very focused when we were yeah. extremely acquisition focused on getting new authors into the platform and succeeding with sales. And then 
kind of expanded to cover Canada as well. And then he and I were trading off a lot more. Um, and then, then he decided to, it was time to move on. So selfish bastard went on to his writing career. <laughs> right. How could he? No, I, I talked to Mark all the time. He was just texting me yesterday actually so it's like he never left except for there's no tall bald dude sitting next to me anymore right <laughs> right uh so, okay so what tell tell me because i there are some folks who don't know what cobra writing life is and what it means uh into our industry so why don't you break it down for us a little all right um so we are the free self-publishing platform that is part of kobo um, and for those who don't know kobo um, we are a toronto-based ebook and audiobook retailer we have our own line of devices um, and a free app for you know ios android and web and um, we are extremely globally focused retailer so for those who might be living in a country where let's say amazon is dominant um there are many countries where kobo is dominant mm -hmm. so if you're an author hoping to get your books into a wide range of readers around the world you should absolutely consider uploading and getting your title into kobo's catalog so what are some of the biggest benefits of of going direct to kobo uh good question so benefits in general the biggest distinguishing factor is that Kobo as a company focuses on books. Um, so we're not selling other products. Our whole thing is getting good books into the hands of dedicated book lovers around the world. So we're always trying to innovate the store experience so it feels like a custom bookstore, even though it's online. Um, we're always putting out new e-readers and improving the app to make reading the best experience. And we're not trying to like use books as a means of selling other products. Um, and then for the Cobra Writing Life team specifically, we're only focused on authors. Um, we're not focused on customer service in any other respect. So I'd say that's the biggest advantage of thinking of Kobo in general, where yeah. books are always going to be our priority. That's the only way we make money is selling um, books, audiobooks, and devices. And then Kobo Writing Life specifically, we really focus on putting authors first. We want every all of our authors to succeed. We're super engaged in the community. Um, it's kind of us and you guys at this point <laughs> out there. I think yeah, it's safe yeah. to say. Um, Kobo and Drafted Digital are kind of the only people still out there in the field connecting with authors in a really one-on-one -on -one way. So that's how we operate. That's See, how we that's really the way I feel about it too. And I, I know that some, there are some who would argue that uh, they generally work for competitors. Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel the same way. And, and, and what's interesting is, you know, we distribute to Kobo. Oh yeah. Uh, but we're in no way competitive with you guys. Um, yep. And in fact, there's, there are lots of really good use cases to use one over the other. Uh, but what do you, I, I've always wanted to ask you, because I've talked to Mark about this, but I've always wanted to ask you specifically, like, how do you see that relationship? Do you see, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to frame it in such a way as like, is there a conflict or is there a problem? But, you know, what do you, uh, how do you sort of frame the relationship between Kobo and DDD when it comes to talking to the folks you work for, for example? I would say absolutely, like, you know, personally, we're all friends. And professionally, yeah. I think authors have more opportunities than ever to distribute their books, and they have choices. So I think 
you know, it's, it's not a competition. It's they have to choose what's best for them. So for some, they want that nitty gritty control and to be handling every single retailer and dashboard themselves. And right. for them, going direct makes sense. There are people who they want it all to be in one place. And for them, D2D makes perfect sense. There's pros and cons to both. Um, and I think mostly pros on both sides. So yeah. I, I guess in that way, I only see us as a competition in that we're trying to both compete to create the best possible experience for authors. And I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if we're like, if we're competing and, and going head to head, trying to make the author's life the best it can be. Yeah. I think everybody benefits. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, so, and then internally, like D2D is kind of treated as a publisher in a way here, in a weird way, in the same way that other aggregators are, because you're bringing all of these authors and titles to us in a yeah. way that makes it a lot easier for us to handle those titles. Um, and then we get to handle the one-on-one -on -one author relationship on the other side from Kobo Writing Life perspective. So That's it's cool. interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I love it. I'm I'm really happy that both opportunities exist for authors today, quite honestly. That's yeah, how that's, I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. And, uh, you know, it's, and it is interesting. And we, we, people will ask me, well, it's funny. And I think you saw a thread uh, recently in Facebook and there was a lot of back and forth. And I, I didn't weigh in at all uh, because I want authors, some authors feel that there's no point in going to an aggregator. Uh, they don't want to cut out that percentage. It's so easy to go to Kobo and it is incredibly easy to go to Kobo. So I don't fight them on that. I'm like, you should definitely go straight to Kobo. There's no, yeah. you know, I, I, it's all about convenience for draft to digital. It's all about let's group everything together and make it as, as quick and easy to check royalties and check sales and things like that as possible. But there are definite advantages to going direct. So I don't fight it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I feel much the same way and whatever. There are threads. I think authors just have to make the decision that works best for them. And like all of the conflicts that are out there, even, you know, authors who ask me, how do I feel about people going in KU? Like, I don't have a, I'm not agnostic. Obviously, I want as many awesome books available to cover right. readers as possible. But I also want authors to be able to make a living from their writing. And some authors are making more one way or the other. And that's fine. It is what it is right now. It seems like there's a trend lately. Um, and I, I'm sure you've seen this uh, from your end as well. But we're noticing that a lot of authors are starting to kind of move away from KU. Oh, yeah. What do you, so what do you, what's your theory? Why do you think that's happening? I got my own theory, but what do you think is happening there? Um, I don't think it's a theory. I think the reality is that um, authors are getting kicked out of KU for no good right. reason and realizing that that's a really terrifying place to be. Um, the whole put, don't put your eggs in one basket scare tactic is true. Right. Um, and suddenly that idea of having a bunch of different avenues for selling and even some of like the top authors who are right now talking about KU have their books wide or do a release wide and then kind of go back and forth. So yeah. I think as a business owner and you know, the, growing trend which is really exciting is to make a living from your writing um you want to be able to keep making your living every single month and not right. and minimize risk right i think that's what it is at the end of the day yeah um yeah. it yeah, seems like so, uh, amazon's recently made some changes that are um 
creating more risk or it feels like more risk and it's less convenient because, you know, risk and convenience were the two major factors for uh, sticking it out with KU, I think. Um, And as we start seeing reviews pulled and seeing, you know, sales pulled, uh, even worse, in my opinion, you start yanking people's sales away. I think that's going to get someone's attention, but yeah, it's interesting to watch what's happening. Um, Are you you guys seeing an influx of, uh, of new work? because of that oh, yeah. big time it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's cool anything uh, you got some superstars coming in uh, some people who like i'm i'm sure you would know just from the the circuit some diehard KUers who i never thought would would go for oh, it. i know yeah that blows my mind there are, I, the, the, I there's at least one author i can think of that i won't name on air that told me specifically she would never leave ku and uh she she recently uh, I think she may have gone direct to Cope. I think she went direct to practically everyone and uses us for um, Salino and some other stuff. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. We, don't <laughs> we won't mention any names, we'll, but it's we'll keep a secret. But, but you're uh, right, diehard people coming over. Yeah, I think you know, I am all for a wide, healthy, competitive industry. So it's exciting to me to see that happening and then on the other side we're going to be launching well we just launched audiobooks in the fall and we're going to be launching a partnership with walmart um in the summer we just got findaway audio flowing Mm -hmm. through kobo so i think right now is a really awesome exciting time to be wide so it's pretty exciting for me having been here for five years and like fighting what can feel like an uphill battle um It, it does feel like vindication when a little bit. you've spent all this time telling people, you know, you should think this way. You should, you should consider this. And uh, now the market is basically telling them to think that way for us. So yeah. <laughs> kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. How about you guys? You busy over there? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, no, we've oh, been busier. It's been crazy. Um, and, you know, we're introducing new features, of course, and we've got some yeah. new things on the board. So people are real excited, you know. Um, and I think that, that I think you're right, though. I think it's it's all about how many opportunities can we provide for those authors. Um, you mentioned Walmart, um, and I and I know some behind the scenes stuff, but I mean, you know, do, can you talk about that deal a little, or is you know how much of that is public knowledge right now? Um, not a lot, unfortunately. Um, okay. Even like launch date, I can't really say right now, but. Um, it is going to be a really exciting partnership. What I can say is that it's U.S. specific. So we're starting with Walmart in the United States with in-store um, sales and an online store as well. So yeah, that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Walmart. You know that 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 I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the Kindle killer or anything, but I mean it's that's a big that's a big market. It's comparable in size to uh, Amazon's market, I think. So very interesting. Yeah. I know you guys are excited about it. (laughs) It We're working extremely hard that. And then we also just have launched uh, audio in France. So that, that those two together are. Now is that you're looking for translation or is English language doing okay in France? English language is doing okay, but it, yeah, it is looking for French content specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know that the French government is actually pretty keen on that. They, uh, I don't, I don't know any specifics, but I knew, do know in general they like to keep things French. Uh, <laughs> who can blame? Them? Who can blame? Them? 
<laughs> yeah, we get a piece of that in Canada here too. Yeah, I know. You can tap into the whole Quebec market, right? Yeah. Leverage that. Are you, do you have a lot of authors from uh, Quebec? We have a lot of authors and a lot of readers um, oh, okay. who have a specific Quebec store and they love that experience, which is kind of interesting. I got to dust off my French. I got yeah. to start... Uh, <laughs> doing some audio translations yeah 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 i i gotta get that going because it sounds like that's a brand new market now that that's a uh the french market isn't one that we've generally in the past penetrated much right i mean that's uh that's brand new all around so is that audio uh you guys already distribute ebooks there though oh yeah big time our partner yeah. there is fanac and they're an, an industry leader and we've been selling well there for quite a while yeah, I so neglect uh, foreign language markets. I'm a, I'm I know. A Do you know what? Everybody does. It's not just yeah. you. It's hard to justify that return on investment unless you can really put the marketing behind it, right? What I've right. seen authors do is invest the time and money in getting a translation, and then they just like do the fatal error that happens in the U.S. sometimes where you put a book live and then wonder why it doesn't sell. Like you have to have a, a marketing plan in that language. Right. And that's, so, that's the problem. It's, you know, it's tough enough to get an accurate um, localized uh, translation as, as I had a former guest, uh, uh, Azugma uh, is a translation service and they do localization. So they'll, they'll actually take your, your manuscript and translate it into the mm -hmm. local dialect, not just that's the cool. link. So you, you'd have to use a service like that, I guess, to, um, to get those ads going. Well, that's what I tell some people who are looking at translation is like, give your translator a couple ad copy blurbs for you too, and make sure that you have that stuff ready to go so you can oh, try to establish idea. a brand. Yeah. That's a very good idea. My only thing, my hang up with that, honestly, is not so much, I could get the translation done, but I want it to be, marketing is such a, a fine tuned, you know, there's, there's relevance and context to consider, you know? Yeah. So it's more than just get it into French. I got to I gotta know <laughs> that I'm talking not just the language, but talking the language and uh, making yeah. sure I'm hitting the right notes with those people. <laughs> Absolutely. There are a couple, but I feel like this industry could be bolstered. Um, specific like social media managers in France and Italy and Germany handling stuff for a couple indies where they handle the social side of things and yeah. keep it, it engaging. And those are the people I've seen really succeed with their sales. Or authors who are multilingual themselves and can do it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's my thing. I'm a, I'm so DIY that uh, I'm basically going to download Duolingo and and work on <laughs> <laughs> and work on French, do French, it. German. Uh, what are some of the other hot markets right now? Uh, uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. So I'll get Italian. it. Italian. A couple hundred uh, African dialects. I'll get it. I'll have it. And for us, Dutch, I would say. Dutch is a Dutch. good one to consider. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, with Kobo Plus. Yeah. So we That's have. That's interesting. The, the subscription service there in the Netherlands and Belgium. And yeah, Dutch. I think there's some crazy stat on what percentage of Dutch families have a bowl account. That's our partner there. So yeah. That subscription service is go going extremely well. One year in right now. So what would you say is your hottest uh, non-U.S. English-speaking market worldwide? Hmm, great question. Um, Australia, New Zealand is really kicking Yeah, in. that's us yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially romance. Um, mm -hmm. But thrillers too. I'm, I'm, 
I have a I have a nice little following in uh, in Australia and New Zealand. That's awesome. Good yeah, for you. That's not bad. That's not bad. I, I'd love to see that go up. If I, you know, I I actually don't mind if like 99% of my income starts coming from Australia and New Zealand. I got no problem with that at all. Uh, as, as long as it's more than, you know, 10 bucks a month. So yeah, just start getting flown <laughs> over there. Exactly right. I've been invited. I've had uh, several people who have podcasts over there uh, are like, when you're here, you right? know, let us know. You'll you can stay in my, my she shed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, sure. Yeah. All right, then. But they got like everything in Australia is is genetically engineered to kill you, though. So I, I don't know if I want to sleep in some shed. <laughs> some eight foot spider comes along and, <laughs> and that's could it. me. Um, uh, yeah, we. I'm going to RWA Australia um, alongside yeah. Dan. I know, and that'll be my first time there. So yeah, somehow Dan, so Dan somehow manages to always land the like you know, Australia gigs, London, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how that, that it's a roll of the dice, supposedly. Uh, <laughs> you gotta spend more time in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's the price of, of getting to go to Australia, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Or Bali. Isn't he doing Bali? We were supposed to be sending it out. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Okay, I may sorry. be doing Bali. I was originally doing Bali, but but uh, we're shift. We're moving our offices. You, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really thrown off a lot of our schedule, honestly. So yeah, big time. That's I'm okay with it. I was on the road for quite a bit. You know, know. it's it's kind of okay to have local gigs. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. So you're doing. Speaking of conferences, I mean, you're at quite a few. You just got back from. Was Boston the last one you went to, or? So I did not actually go to Boston. We had a family oh, okay. wedding that weekend, and it, okay. it was there was a bit of a last minute one. Uh, like we had already planned our budget for the year and I couldn't get it in. Um, but I sent Tara, who that, who's the head of our ops team, went to RT, yeah. which is now the last one. So I'm kind of sad I missed that, but we'll see how it reincarnates itself next year. Yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor they might do all genres. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to RWA and then Nink. I think I have another, oh, RWA Australia, of course. Yeah. We'll hang out at Nink. Are you going to Indie Book Fest? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, we'll see. We are at, we're at two conferences in a row. There you go. We'll do some <laughs> drinks. Uh, yeah. See, and kinda, I kind of dig going to the, uh, the Florida-based conferences. because Oh, yeah. Nerd. <laughs> so there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's usually at least one day in there where I can slip out and go, go hit Disney or something. So Yeah, no, I have a soft spot for Nink. I always will. That was my first conference after I joined Kobo, like a month after Mark brought yeah. me there in 2013. And I had been on the traditional side of publishing for many years. So I was very used to like Frankfurt, London, Bologna, which is very different and then i got to nink and it was just awesome yeah like it's like a week-long party <laughs> it is but, then, but everybody's like, so smart everyone you meet is such a genius exactly exactly yeah, yeah. including you you <laughs> you show up i count you you're there so Thank everyone you. i meet um now are we, we're gonna try to do karaoke again this year are you gonna yes. belt it out with us i'll see you there <laughs> cool yeah nink is a good one i uh I, I tell everybody if you can get into nink if you uh qualify to join join yeah you know, start getting the newsletter which is pretty handy but definitely go to that conference because it's it's 
I don't know. You just meet so many, there's, you connect to so many people uh, professionally in the industry, you connect to people, but you also connect to this community. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's got a growing indie presence, which, you know. Oh yeah. Big time. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I first went there, it was probably still 50, 50 and I would, I don't know what the ratio is now, but. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I, I think hybrid has really kicked in. I think a lot of those authors are hybrid authors at this point. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of that hybrid authors at uh, KWL? Yeah. yeah, I love it. I think it's really exciting. Um, I was actually just talking to Rachel Heron and Jay Thorne and Rachel mm -hmm. is a hybrid author and Jay brought up the really interesting point that like hybrid authors are the luckiest of all because they have the true choice. You know, they have this opportunity from an editor publisher to consider and then they also have the option to go indie. Um, right. So it's a pretty small percentage still of authors, I would say, but um, a really unique one that gets to take advantage of both. Yeah. Do you guys have programs that, that would be particularly useful to just the hybrid author over, as opposed to full-on indie? That's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't say that we have a specific program set up for them aside from the same kind of service that we offer to everyone, um, but... I, it's not really a different experience in terms of uploading, you yeah, know, I couldn't really imagine where it would be, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's a fair question. Know. There, yeah. there are, you know, or I don't know if they even exist anymore. There have been more like uh, white glove hand holding experiences at some of the other platforms, but we've always just tried to give that service to everybody. That's yeah. our, our deal. Yeah. That's us too. For you. Yeah. yeah. Things like the, um, like our universal book links, you know, you can use those for anything. So yeah, with the author pages and all that stuff that we've introduced, I think it's really handy for the hybrid author in particular, because now they can, it's kind of difficult to get all your stuff in the same oh, place. Yeah. Big time. You know, unless you spend a lot of money on a website or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. So we got, we covered Walmart, which, uh, which I was all very excited to hear about uh, and France, uh, which I'm less excited to hear about, but only because I don't speak <laughs> French yet uh duolingo this this afternoon apparently but what other kind of big things you guys got in the works anything you can share um i'm so digging for dirt now chrissy i know you're trying to get the scoop i understand <laughs> <laughs> um so i would just really stay tuned on the walmart stuff and think think about audio for those who haven't uh invested in it yet or who are like about to push that acx yeah. seven-year button yeah uh, I would really take a pause and, and think about what's happening in the market right now, especially for audio. I really wish I had had any hint that all this stuff was, was in the pipe when I, when I got my ACX contracts, you know, those seven year deals and everything. Yeah. Uh, with find a way and you guys, I mean, it's just, there's so many opportunities in audio. <laughs> Are you seeing play. a lot of growth in that? Google play. Yeah. yeah. Even they're going for it. Yeah. Um, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we launched audio in September and it's, it's a huge growth area and focus for us. So yeah, more and more and more of that big time. How's th how are things going with uh, Kobo Plus? Um, so that uh, I actually did touch on a little earlier. That's the Dutch. Uh, oh, yeah, Belgium that's the Dutch. Program. That's right. Yeah, but it's growing it really. Blew out of my head. <laughs> it's all right. So it's growing very well. So we launched that February of 2017, and it's like a quick opt-in on D2D or on Kobo directly. Right. 
And um, a lot of that is really picking up. So the, when it doesn't work is when people like just dip the toe in and try to pull out really quickly. Um, right. We, we don't have an exclusivity requirement. We just want your books to stay in for three months to gain traction in a totally new country with a new readership. That's what we find actually works. We're not just like trying to hoard your content. So, right. um, Sorry about that. <laughs> nice little sound effect. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that um, program is similar to, uh, KU in, in the, um, in the way it's structured, right? Like the almost like page read type stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, if we don't pay per page, it's the completion. So like right. once you cross a certain percentage, it's considered red. I think it was like um, a 20% green. Yeah. 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 And it's a 60% royalty. That's kind of split between, it depends on how many people are subscribed. It's a bit of a complicated math, but it works out quite beneficially in a way that's, you know, doesn't sink anyone in terms of a subscription payment. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of us that are hoping that that does really well, and then you guys start sort of seeding it into other markets. You know, like yeah, US. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. I knew it. I knew if I uh, <laughs> pestered you enough. All right. Well, look. You know, I I don't want to take up too much of your time because you got lots of uh, you know new Kelbo features to help roll out for the author community and. Uh, We'll let you get back to that, but uh, why don't you tell people where? And I want people to tune into the uh, Kobo Writing Life podcast as well. Uh, we didn't you. really talk about that. Yeah, uh, we definitely should. Yeah. So uh, my other name is Lord of the Podcasts. <laughs> 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 For anyone who doesn't know, um, but I do co-host the Kobo Writing Life podcast, where we're at like 112 episodes now, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. just launched a fresh theme song which is pretty awesome, actually. Oh, I haven't heard the theme song yet. It's I haven't really heard good. that yet. So, okay. okay, but here's the cool story. So Kobo's legal counsel, Micah, he's also my really good friend. He yeah. is uh, the lead singer in a band, a Canadian band called Tearjerker. Okay. So we used one of their songs as our theme song. And I think it's yeah, pretty awesome cool. that like Kobo Legal Counsel is singing the theme song to the Kobo Writing Life Wow. Podcast. That's... um. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but I really love the song, and I think you should check out the podcast. We talk to all kinds of fun, cool people. Not me, though. Nobody's talked to me yet. Say, Nobody has talked to me yet. Soon. <laughs> you very courteously invited me first. That's, that's true. Without a doubt. Well, I, I had to, because every time... Um, Every time we've seen each other or I've communicated yeah. with you guys at all, I always say, I need to get you on the show. And then by the time the conference that we're at is finished, yeah. I no longer have the will to live. And so I don't actually <laughs> uh, get around to doing it. So I, I had to hop in and do that and make sure yeah. I had you on. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I will get you on ours now. I know you will. It's all good. It's all good. People hear plenty from me. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find all things Kobo online? Yeah. So to check out the platform, it's Kobo.com slash writing life. And we have a blog that's Kobo writing life.com and we're on all social and the podcast, just search Kobo writing life. You can grab it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Basically, if you just type in Kobo writing life in, yeah. in any given search box, 
you're you're going to find find us some way, somehow you're going to find us. But on social, we're starting to do a lot more device giveaways, which has been pretty exciting. Yeah. Especially on Instagram. I think we're going to do another one in June. So if listeners want to check out the opportunity to win a new device and we are launching a new device. That's another thing I could say. We just announced that yesterday. The Clara HD is our new um, device. It's, I don't, I'm not going to say the price wrong because I don't know it by geo. I only know it's a thousand dollars. That way, uh, that way I set that expectation high. So whatever you release it for, is going to sound like a bargain. It is a bargain. Uh, <laughs> it's an awesome device. So funnily enough, my first child, my daughter, Clara's, my daughter is named Clara. And okay. so when I found out it was going to be named that, I jumped on the chance we get to beta test the devices here. Um, so I was like, get me in that beta. So I've been yeah. around for, for a couple of years now. I've pushed my way into that testing program. And I can tell you it's a really awesome device. I really like it. Um, so I, if people are looking for a, an entry-level reader, it's a really beautiful one. And is it, but, but it, will it only read Kobo books or can people load other stuff on it? Uh, you can, it's, Kobo has a read. <laughs> Why would you want to, right? Why would you? No, no but we do to. have a read freely, read freely approach. That's always been in our motto. So you can yeah. sideload other EPUBs, not Moby. Right. And you can get those EPUBs, uh, by the way, you can do that at draft to digital. I'm just saying there you can you convert go. to an EPUB at draft. <laughs> Digital. Nice. Tied it right back into Perfect for those arcs. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to chat with me. It's funny because in the little thumbnail window, the background goes completely a little dark. Black. Am I just a floating head? A You're just bit. a floating head. <laughs> very artsy. It's very artsy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when you pop up though, when it, when it switches over, I can see the tiles and everything. So, all right. That high <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. I know you're, I know how busy you are. Trust me. Uh, so I appreciate you coming around. Thanks for having me. It was great to chat with you and I'll see you on the road soon. I'm sure. Thank you. I'm sure you will. Yeah, it's very soon. All right, everybody. Uh, right now you're probably hearing the groovy theme music. You may dance in place at will. Stick around for industry news, all kinds of other goodies right after this break. And I'll see you all on the other side. And thank you once again, Kristen Monroe, for uh, dropping by. Thanks, Kevin. Feel your book the way it was meant to be heard. With a fully custom soundtrack based on your material. An album of music that perfectly fits your characters, your settings. Hear your book today. Sonatainscribe.com. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chrissy Monroe. Uh, Kobo Writing Life is uh, its kind of a favorite of mine. Um, you know, we, we enjoy a really great relationship with them uh, at draft to digital uh, And there are a lot of advantages to going direct to Kobo Writing Life. You get the whole promotions tab that you can uh, help you with your promotions. And we can do some promotions with Kobo uh, through draft to digital um, but you know, you get a little more direct control when you go direct. So, you know, there's, there's ups and downs all around. I, I personally always liked having everything in one place. So that's why I went D to D, but, uh, Kobo has been such a, they're so great. Uh, they're so, you know, on point Their their customer services comparable to ours. They're, they, uh, 
you have the promotions tab, they have um, now this new deal with Walmart, uh, getting you into not just walmart.com, but also the brick and mortar stores. So there's a lot of, you know, we can, we can do that through Kobo, but there's a lot of advantages to going direct to Kobo. So hope you enjoyed uh, that, that interview. Um, I hope you got something out of it. Chrissy's a great girl. Now, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, go check out my interview on the Kobo Writing Life podcast, uh, which was a lot of fun to do and has a lot of great information I think you're going to enjoy. So check that out. Now, we're not going to do, I I, uh, I, I kind of hinted at this uh, at the beginning, but we're not going to do a news segment per se uh, this week. And if you if you enjoy those news segments, I'm, I'm sorry, but... I'm trying to streamline. What can I say? I'm trying to make sure uh, this is a, this show is a little easier to produce, a little quicker to produce. Um, you know. So here's what's happening. Uh, first of all, next week, here's what's coming up over the next few months. Next week, I'll be at Nick. Now, today is Friday the 21st. And yes, I'm recording on the day this goes live. But if you're listening to this on the day it goes live or anytime close by, um, I'll be at St. Pete's Beach, Florida, which is just outside of Tampa. Um, for NINC, N-I-N-C, the NINC conference, that's ne- uh, Novelists, Inc. Now, um, if you're not familiar with the conference, go check it out. Search for that on Google. Uh, you should try to attend this. And if you if you can qualify for membership in NINC, uh, you should do that. Uh, I believe you have to sell about, I think, $5,000 worth of a book in a set time or something like that. Um, so it's not impossible to get in. Um, I personally, I, I think that the, uh, requirements for joining Nink are a little higher for indies than they are for traditional publishers, something I'm, I'm working on, uh, talking to them about, but neither here nor there. Great conference. We're actually sponsoring the conference. We're one of the sponsors of the conference. We'll be sponsoring a, uh, karaoke night Saturday night after the banquet at, uh, at Nink. And this is a party, man. Oh, free drinks. We're going to be, uh, uh, it's an open bar. So come, you know, drink up, sing up, hang out. I I love karaoke. I'm going to rock it out on the uh, stage. So come check that out. Lots of people attending, Nick. Uh, Joanna Penn, Mark Dawson. Uh, I think Chrissy Monroe may be there. We got a lot of people who are going to be in attendance. Um, and it's a great way to connect. So if, if you can't attend officially, and there is there is a price tag to attending, but if, if you can't attend officially, um, you can kind of stop into the hotel. There's nothing stopping you there. Uh, and just kind of pile around with people out in the lobby or what have you. You won't be able to go to the panels or um, any of the actual events. Now, the, the karaoke night, that's pretty much, it's in a public forum. It's open to everybody, so tip that's a tip all right uh so that's that's coming up next week i'll be there all week which means there probably won't be a wordslinger podcast episode next weekend (laughs) i'm sorry it's just the way things are working out right now um okay in october uh i will be in seattle uh for about a week uh around my birthday now i haven't decided whether i'm taking the whole week off for my birthday or just going to work from uh seattle um capital of the coffee shop <laughs> the american coffee shop uh i'm definitely going to be doing some touristy stuff on there I, i'm i'm kind of thinking about doing a uh, fraser crane tour i don't think there's an official one there may not be an official one but i, I'm, I plan to make one happen uh just kind of you know i'm going to look for i, I found online the 
the uh, inspiration for Cafe Nervosa um, and a couple other spots that have appeared in in, uh, Frasier. Love the show. So (laughs) I'm going to go have a sherry somewhere. Uh, So uh, I'll be there. Um, Haven't decided whether I'm going to be working or taking a, a brief vacation. I'll probably work. I'll definitely do some writing while I'm there. Um, beyond that, let's see, in November, I've got, uh, 20 books to 50 K coming up and that's going to be in Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas in a while, so that's going to be a, a great trip. I can't wait to see everybody. I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show who are going to be there. So, uh, I can't wait to, you know, shake hands with you, buy a drink for you, you know, hang out. So <clears throat> look me up. Um, that'll be, over, you know, a few days in, in Vegas. Uh, after that, the Smarter Artist Summit is f- shutting down. Um, they're going to be having their final conference, I believe, in February of 2019. So um, really kind of sad to see that that summit go. Um, I've been to every single one of them. I was there at the Colonist Summit before it was Smarter Artist Summit. Uh, me in a room with about 20 people, including Damon Courtney, who you've, you've heard on the show. He's the founder of... Uh, Book Funnel, he actually introduced the idea of Book Funnel at the Colonist Summit that first year um, when there was only like 20 of us in the room. So <clears throat> you've actually, I've actually interviewed quite a few people on this show who were in that room. <laughs> so, uh, and everyone's gone on to do big things. <clears throat> so there's that. I'm a little sad to see those guys shutting that down, but I understand why. Uh, same, same reason I, I toy with the idea of, of kind of shutting down Wordslinger. Um, not because I don't, don't love, you know, being a part of the community and don't, don't love producing a show and what have you. It's more that, um, (laughs) it's as much as it's built up Wordslinger. Okay. Let's just segue into a whole segment about my thoughts on Wordslinger podcast and and the future of the show. Um, So I love the Wordslinger podcast. I love being a part of it. I love that that it's become what it has become. But it it never quite fulfilled uh, something that I I originally started it for. I, it has been fantastic for expanding my my uh, network, for expanding my knowledge, for connecting me with such amazing people. It's been an excuse to talk to experts, to make friends with people. Uh, whom I never would have had contact with otherwise. So, uh, and it's been a chance to share all this, uh, the knowledge and wisdom that has come my way uh, thanks to these connections I'm making. Uh, if not for the show, I don't think I would be at draft to digital I don't think I would be attending most of the conferences I attend. I think that the show opened doors for me that would not have been there otherwise. Um, and I get a lot out of producing the show, honestly. But where I am now is I'm trying to focus on my fiction career. And um, the show, as fantastic as it is, is aimed at indie authors and is not aimed at my readers. And I, I feel like I need to start producing some content that is aimed at that that crowd, the readers who buy my books. So, um, <clears throat> And not that, you know, there are, so, there are quite a few of you who buy my books and I appreciate you. <laughs> I really do, um, but I, I, you know, I, I need to expand that circle too. So there's, there's been some thoughts about maybe I should shut the show down. Maybe I should um, retool it, or maybe I should refocus, or you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. But I invite you um, to be a part of helping me figure it out. If you'll hop on over to kevintumlinson.com or wordslingerpodcast.com and hit the contact button, send me your thoughts. Send send me encouragement. Send me your ideas about um, you know how I could reconcile writing fiction or doing fiction-based content with this nonfiction show. Um, I've had some thoughts about other podcasts I could start in its place. I just don't think I would have the time to do yet another um, podcast with my current schedule. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, and, uh, well, you know, I, there's there's just a lot to this. And it's not an easy decision either way. So I had thought about shutting down. I've talked to people about shutting down. I don't, that may shock some people. But uh, I, I almost did shut down when everything went wrong. <laughs> I had servers breakdown and websites crash and email crash and then the conferences uh came along and you know it started i started to wonder if it was worth it um and so i you know there's been some challenges and they're not over you know next week i probably won't be able to have an episode ready uh the week after that i'll be recovering from nink so who knows if i'll be able to get an episode ready because uh, you know once you i got to do the catch up work and that sort of thing so um there's a lot to consider so i would love to hear your your feedback input words of encouragement advice wisdom you know feel free to share stuff with me I, uh everything right now seems to be working the way it's supposed to it, it remains to be seen whether this episode will appear in the podcast app but i'm working on figuring out what's going on but i am if i do continue the show i can promise you one thing it is going to be um streamlined even further uh i started to get a little fancy with it and i don't mind some of the things i was doing aren't aren't troublesome at all but uh anything that's going to require me to take extra hours in the week right now for this is uh it's probably not going to happen i just i don't think i can i don't think i can sustain uh, the kind of thing I was planning to do with it, if it's not contributing to, uh, well, contributing to my bottom line financially, uh, which it does a little, um, or contributing to movement toward my uh, my mountain, as I call it, or as Neil Gaiman called it, uh, which is the, the fiction writing career. That is ultimately what I want to do. One day I won't be doing the, the Wordslinger podcast. One day I won't be working with draft to digital or going to conferences as a, uh, as a vendor or, um, you know, doing, uh, doing probably 90% of the stuff I do outside of my writing. I won't be doing any of that one day, one day, because the goal has is, and has always been to, uh, to write fiction full time. Um, and I basically could do that now, uh, which is a startling realization, <laughs> I could do that now, uh, but I don't feel like, I feel like there's still more to be done, uh, in the rest of this world. So, uh, no plans to leave draft digital, by the way, and no plans to necessarily leave. Well, I may, I'm still considering the words on your podcast. There we are. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Um, cause sometimes it's the best approach is to get a whole new perspective on this stuff. Because right now my perspective is is uh, is kind of limited, so I'm seeking your counsel and wisdom, your encouragement, your inspiration. So um, I don't want to leave anyone 
hanging or in the lurch. I want to always produce something that, you know, inspires and informs, educates and entertains. Those are my, the four, the four pillars of my life and career. And, uh, no matter what I'm doing, those are going to be there. And this has been part of that. So uh, I'd love to hear your take on what you think I should do or what, uh, what, uh, what you're getting out of the show. Um, you know, lend me your hope, I guess. So, all right. Uh, that sounds like a downer, but I'm actually very upbeat and positive right now. Uh, I just, you know, I'm reconsidering a few things. So hop on over to kevintomlinson.com or wordslingerpodcast.com. Let me know what you think. And I will talk to all of you again, I promise, at some point in the very near future. God bless you. Have a safe and happy weekend. If I don't get to chat with you next week, um, I will come back around. Uh, I will be back around. Uh, So God bless, and I'll see you all next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Wordslinger Podcast. Now, you can support this show by visiting wordslingerpodcast.com. That's where you're going to find back episodes, books by me, and links to anything and everything Wordslinger. And be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. I'm Kevin Tomlinson. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.